Ladies and gentlemen and hockey fans of all ages, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Hockey Fan Chat. I am your host, Randy Dillon. I am joined by Justin Gilanelli as we give our NHL preview episode. We go through each NHL division, give our top four picks, which team's going to make the playoffs, which are not, and ultimately our Stanley Cup final prediction. All right, Justin, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Hockey Fan Check NHL Preview Edition. Second year in a row we're doing this. Always excited. How you been? I don't know about you. I'm definitely excited for this upcoming season of hockey around the corner. Hey, Randy, it's good to be back. You know my team. I'm super, super jacked up for this season. I think it's going to be a great year. I think there's a lot of teams that are excited to have a great year. That's for sure. 100%. This is the first year, I think, in a while. The Cup is wide open for a lot of teams, and we'll get into which teams we think are going to go far and which teams are not. We're going to work the same way we did last year. We're going to go through each division, give our thoughts on which top four teams we think are going to possibly make the playoffs, and we'll go from there. We'll start off in the Central Division. The Central, I think, is a pretty easy lock at number one, two, and three. I got Colorado making number one, Dallas number two, Minnesota number three. What are your thoughts? I kind of agree with that, although I could see that Dallas went in the division. I think it's going to be a toss-up between the two. The Avalanche have some injuries, you know, that are carrying over. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's uh, Landeskog who's going to miss all, most or all of this year. Yep, Landeskog, he's going to be out, maybe come back this thing during playoff time. But, man, that's a long time to be out. They did some good things, though, Colorado. Got Ryan Johansson, got Jonathan Duran, Russ Colton. Some nice moves there. The big question is going to be, what are the status of Valerie Nekrushkin after what happened last year before Game 3 of the playoffs? Because after that, it went downhill for them. I mean, listen, Colorado still has the roster to be a favorite out of the West, and especially in their own division. So I I wouldn't doubt them. But at the same time, uh, Dallas still has a very strong roster that could push for a potential central division title. But as for our predictions, I'll have Colorado eke things out. Um, And just like you, I have Dallas and Minnesota. So I kind of agree with you on the top three. Dallas, for me, looks good at number two. They got Matt Deshane, an experienced team. You, you have the lights of Jake Robertson, Rupo Hintz, and Miro Heiskanen on your team. You're definitely set up for the sec. The resurgence of Jamie Ben last year was great. Joe Pavelski is still going to go. I'm just interested with Dallas. What's going to happen with Jade Ottinger? His performance last year at the end of playoffs were awful, so that's why I have them at number two. Minnesota, number three, the same team pretty much last year, minus John Klingberg. Got Philip Gustafson, looked incredible, was backed up with Marc-Andre Fleury, and they got Kaprizov, so that's why I think number three. Number four for me, earlier before we did this, I had kind of the St. Louis Blues or Nashville Predators, but I'm going to put the Winnipeg Jets there after the news, the re-signing of Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck. I think they solidified their roster. I thought for sure this season, both these players would be gone at one point or another, but it looks like they're staying. And I think this really creates a stronger bond in that team and really forces the team to get the four spot and possibly a wild card. Yeah, you know what? They're definitely going to be in that conversation there. And you mentioned Connor Hellebuck. He was a massive subject of trade talks this offseason, you know, for goaltending needy teams. 
and a deal will never materialize, whether it was teams not having enough to meet the demand of what Winnipeg was offering or teams maybe shying away from not just giving up the assets, whether it's prospects, NHL players from their own roster, and then signing them to that deal. I mean, so it's it's an eight and a half million dollar deal per year over the next seven years. Uh, both uh, Shifley and Hellebuck had the same exact contract signed. Definitely good for Winnipeg. I think you could still make that case for St. Louis as well to kind of be up there. Um, St. Louis, my only concern was um, is Jordan Bennington, to be honest. I think well, they have yeah, a good they're team, goaltending. but they're- Bennington, the last few years, he's really struggled. I think two years ago, Vili Huso took over the reins of number one to get them in the playoff. Bennington was good yeah. near the end of that Minnesota series, but other than that, his regular season numbers, you look, are not the greatest, so I think that's where they're going to struggle. Yeah, but also, too, sometimes if you have enough firepower, you can get by in the regular season. You can still win some games in the regular season. You know, their goaltending situation just makes it hard to take them seriously to make any kind of uh, run in the postseason. I do think they should be in contention for one of the wildcard teams, as are the Jets, you know, and Nashville as well. You know, Nashville made some interesting moves in the offseason, and I think their roster is looking pretty good going into this year. Yeah, Nashville definitely a transition with Barry Trotz taking over the helm at general manager. Stole Andrew Brunette from the Devils. And we'll see what they do there. I feel like this Nashville team kind of in the transition retooling team. They're going to be carried with the lights of Yossi and Forsberg for as long as they can until they get them young, upcoming, developed players. And I think they'll miss slightly the playoff. Like They'll be in the race throughout the year, but I don't think they'll make it. But I think in a few years... This national team might be a force to reckon with. Arizona, I don't see them going anywhere. This team, pretty much the same roster for the last yeah. few years. And unless something magically changed for them, I don't see them going. Then Chicago's going to be last. But, hey, it's going to be fun to watch Connor Bedard play this year. You know, they're going to be must-see TV just from the fact of Connor Bedard being such a hyped-up prospect. You know, arguably the most hyped-up prospect since McDavid for the number one overall pick. You know, to me, the only reason why I could maybe make a case for Nashville is I think Soros can carry them there. But they're at best a fringe team, maybe that last wild card spot. And like you mentioned, Arizona, Chicago, they're definitely going to be up at the bottom of this division. 100%. So my top four I'm going to go with, I got Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. Are we on the same consistent, or do you have a different team in that four spot? I'm actually going to give St. Louis a slight edge, and I'm going to have St. Louis fourth. All right. Uh, so, I'll have Winnipeg uh, fifth, Nashville sixth, Arizona, and Chicago seven, eight. All right. So there we have it. We, the Central, we got Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota. I got the Jets for the wild card. Justin got the Blues. We'll see what happens down the road. Now, on to Pacific. Listen, the top three teams here, I think it's, it's a no-brainer. Edmonton, Los Angeles, and the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas, Edmonton with the lights of McDavid and Dreisaitl. All their questions are going to be asked when we get to the end of the season. It's cup or bust for them, I think, pretty much. If they don't win the cup this year or next year, it's a failed experiment with McDavid and Dreisaitl. The two could walk. The question going to be, in my eyes, is more on their goaltending than in defense because I don't know what to make between the tandem of Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. Their goaltending is always a disappointment in the postseason. And in the early rounds, it's been okay for them. They've been able to get away with these like eight, five games because they could just outscore you. But, you know, when it really gets down to it, and you saw it in the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, 
when they got bounced by Colorado, it just caught up to them. To me, if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, you need to be able to not only win a game 8-6, you need to be able to win a game 2-1 sometimes. And Edmonton always lacks that. In their goaltending situation, it feels like it hasn't changed. So for me, it's like, when am I going to believe that this team can actually go far and win a Stanley Cup? But you're right. I mean, the pressure is as high as ever. I mean, to be completely fair, it's been cup or bust the last couple of years with this talent. You know, arguably the best score we've seen since Gretzky, right, with McDavid. Yeah. And Dreisaitl is the best player on any other team, right? And they've got that one-two punch for years. But in the postseason, their goaltending always falls flat on their face. And, yeah, it's been enough to get by L.A. in the first round, even though L.A. is a very good team. And I think they're going to be they're going to continuously get better. And you can flip a coin between Vegas and L.A. for two and three. But I think overall, I think Edmonton's probably the consensus top team in the division. But for them, the regular season means nothing. It's really all about how are they going to perform in the postseason. And you can't tell me a second round exit is good enough. It's not. They desperately got to figure something out with the goaltending or else this team's just never going to win Stanley Cup. 100%. McDavid and Dreisel have done everything they can. Hart, they won the Rocket, they run the Art Ross. They're pretty much now they just need that championship. And we'll see what the goaltending holds up. A lot of questions are going to be how will this team play with a full year of Matias Ekholm. But definitely they'll cruise through the regular season, taking number one. Number two, I have the Kings. The big accusation of Pierre-Luc Dubois is a phenomenal move. They're so set down the middle with Kopitar, Dubois, and Deneau. I like their defense. It was a little interesting, though. They got rid of Sean Dursey, who really stepped up his play the last few years, but they still have a good crop. But this team in net, they're going with Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley as their team, and I feel like that might hurt them in the long run because now with Hellebuck off the market, who are you really going to go with their goaltending? Because I don't see them taking John Gibson from their rival, the Ducks. So they're the huge question in net for this team. Oh, listen, there's zero chance that their Southern California rival is going to help them in any way, shape, or form. Even though we all know the Ducks aren't going to go anywhere, and I'm sure you and I are going to consensusly have them somewhere as one of the bottom two teams in that Pacific division. But, you know, you, but you look at the roster as a whole, they're just a really stacked roster. Um, you know, Adrian Kempe scored 40 goals a year ago. Another guy I like, Arthur Kaliev. Um, you know, Kevin Fiala last year was a very good move. You know, Arvidsson was a good move. And you mentioned the addition of Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, you really want to be a strong team down the middle. And and like you said, they have that. And they're going to be a threat. I thought overall, Phoenix Copley was pretty good last year. But I need to see a little bit more to have a little trust in him at this point. For me, it's really a coin flip. And I guess if I had to pick one, I'll take the Kings at number two. But, you know, it, to me, it's pretty even between them and Vegas. I agree with you. Kings number two, Vegas number three, the Stanley Cup champ. Six years in winning a cup, like, I don't know how that happened, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> I like their defense with Theodore, Petra, Angel, McNabb, White Cloud. Up front, you got the likes of Jack Eichel. You got Mark Stone. Hopefully he's healthy. William Carlson and Jonathan Marshall can definitely carry this team defense. Ivan Barbashev, I think, is a good player. And I think the key in this team is going to be their goaltending. Bruce Cassidy has always been a guy to go with two goalies in the regular season. We saw it with Boston. Aiden Hill did a great job called upon last year. 
and leading Vegas to a cup after taking over in game three against the Oilers in the second round. Logan right. Thompson is a very good young goalie with these two rotating back and forth in net. I feel like the Knights will easily take number three. The question is how much of a Stanley Cup hangover they're going to have. I think they'll have a little bit of a hangover, but I think they also have the benefit of the fact that I think the Pacific is a bad division. I really do. It's very top-heavy, clearly, with the big three that we mentioned, but the division lacks balance. So even if they have a hangover, it's like, how much is it really going to hurt this team? I don't think it is. And other than their question and goal, you know, if somebody steps up to be a true number one, they're well balanced up yeah. and down the lineup. You mentioned their defensive depth. Their forwards are as strong as anybody in the league. And they're returning largely the same team uh, that just won the Stanley Cup a few months ago. So very few things not to like about this Vegas team. I think they also benefit from, I would say, being in one of the lesser divisions in the National Hockey League. I completely agree there. Now, the four spot and who's going to take a wild card, I'm having a very hard time picking between Seattle, Vancouver, and Calgary. But I'm going with Seattle because I think they're going to build on what they did last year. They added Brian Dumlin on defense. This team has only gotten better. I like how they're kind of constructed where they have a lot of good players. Matthew Bernard had a great year. We'll see what happened with Shane Wright. But I think Seattle can grind their way into that fourth spot and take the wild card. Calgary, I have them in Vancouver five and six because with Calgary, I don't know what team are we going to see. Are we going to see the Flames team from two years ago? Or are we going to see the Flames here last year where Jonathan Huberto had 50 points? Jacob Markham couldn't stop a beach ball at times. So that's where I have Calgary. And then Vancouver, I've never seen a team under so much pressure with Elias Pedersen, because if the Canucks don't make the playoff, but I don't think so, he's going to walk and leave that team, and then that team's just going to be a disaster. What are your thoughts? Those two Western Canadian teams, I think both teams are a total mess, to be honest. I don't see how either team is really that good this year. So I, I do like Seattle in that fourth spot. Jaden Schwartz, Jared McCann, uh, like you mentioned, Matty Beniers. Those guys up front are Good, solid scorers for the Seattle Kraken. You know, and Philip Grubauer, you know, he had a good year last year for the uh, Kraken, you mm-hmm. know, and how, and how about them? You know, we talk about the Knights getting to the Cup in their first year and then ultimately winning the Cup in year six. How about the Kraken in year two? After what was a very, very down year one, they were bad last year. And then all of a sudden last year, they come up and make the postseason. I think they're definitely in the conversation for a wild card, but it's. I think it's also possible the Central could get five teams. Like maybe Winnipeg gets that last spot. You know, I have St. Louis and Winnipeg four and five. I could see it being a year where the Central gets five and the Pacific might only get three. For me, I still I think the Pacific's good enough where they can take a wild card spot. But again, if it is, it'll be Seattle in my. It opinion. will be Seattle because, like I said, with going back to Calgary, like last year we saw. Jonathan Huberto, 50 points, like, and Jacob Markstrom, who was one of the best goalies two years ago, he couldn't stop a beach ball. And these guys bounce back are crucial for this team, but how big of a bounce back are they going to have? Are they going to have a small bounce back, a big bounce back? We don't know. I don't see enough of a change in their production that makes me really feel like Calgary could sneak into the postseason. It'll depend on the new coach with Ryan Huska, because Daryl Sutter is no longer there. And I heard living up here in Canada, like, Players were not happy they were going to leave if he stayed. That ultimately left a decision. Calgary did so many what-ifs with that team. And then Vancouver, 
The how the team constructed, how the team goes with all the hype, I don't know if it's enough. Now, they do have one of the better upcoming goalies than Thatcher Demko, who can play at a high level, but can he play yeah. high enough to at maybe an Ilya Sorokin level to get this team in the playoffs? And I don't know if it's possible. For me, if the Canucks are going to make a run, he's got to be a top five goaltender in the National Hockey League. I just don't see enough firepower. I think the main concern and you living out there, I think you're going to hear it on a daily basis. I think what I think people are going to be complaining that this team just doesn't score enough goals. I think that's what's going to be the issue. And I just don't know that it's going to be enough to really make an impact. I mean, like I said, the only way that they could survive that is if Demko takes that leap and becomes a top five goaltender in the National Hockey League. Yeah, we'll see there. And then I think we're in agreement. Anaheim, San Jose, this both these teams are going to be bad. I think Anaheim's going to be a little bit better than San Jose with the lights of Zegras, McTavish, Drysdale, and Troy Terry, but they're going to be closer to the bottom. So I think our consensus is for we got Edmonton at number one, LA number two, Vegas number three, Seattle at number four. I would agree with that for sure. And I would have the Ducks seven and then the uh, Sharks eight. Something that is not lost. You know, the Sharks were one of the worst teams in the league last year. And you think about what happened. They trade away Timo Meyer. They got rid of Eric Carlson. And that was their two best productive players. You know what I mean? So they're losing so much production on a team that was already bad. I saw this tweet a couple of days ago. This is from Todd Cordell. At Todd Cordell, he covers them. I think he covered them out in San Jose. The Sharks won a league low 22 games last season despite Eric Carlson putting up 100 points and Timo Meyer spending most of his 40-goal campaign with that team. They're both gone. The team is paper thin, and they have Kakonin and Blackwood in that. They might not win 20 games. No, they're in for a tough year, and their prospects they drafted, like, unless they take them big steps, like, their prospects aren't as talked as others, like Adam Fontelli, like Luke Hughes in that regard. So I definitely see San Jose. It's going to be an awful year for that team. I wonder if any of the prospects that came in the Meyer trade, I wonder if any of them are going to get any action on the big club this year. I think it's very possible. Yeah, we'll definitely wait and see, but we got our prediction for the West. We're moving out on East. We're going to start with the Atlantic. The Atlantic is very interesting because the days of Boston running this division, we were a year early on this prediction last year, but I think their days of running this division is over because I got Toronto at number one. This team, I think they're still good with the lights of Matthew Marner, Nylander. I like the addition of Domi and Bertuzzi. The question is, can this team win a second round after winning a first round? At number two, I got the Florida Panthers. I think they're good enough to take that number two spot. We'll see how Brabovsky plays. But this team did a lot of great things. And a healthy Matthew Kachuk going to take them far. And number three, I got the Ottawa Senators. I think they've done a lot of great work this offseason with adding the life of Corpus Allo last year, getting Jacob Chikrin, and getting Vladimir Tarasenko. I think this team ready to get in the playoffs. And number four, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are just going to squeak in. It's all going to depend on how soon Vasilevsky is going to return from his injury and can they stay in the race. What are your thoughts? So last year, you and I looked like absolute fools because both of us had Boston missing the postseason. And lo and behold, they had the greatest regular season of all time. So just to cover my behind, 
I'm going to take the Boston Bruins to win the division again. Oh, really? Um, Even without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci in that lineup? I think they're still a talented bunch. And, I, you know, and one thing that they really are, they're a well-coached bunch. And I do think that they're still strong enough, even without Bergeron. And I think the leadership, you know, you still got Marshan there. Um, so you still do have some of the leadership remain. I'll have them edging it out over Toronto. So I'll have Boston-Toronto 1-2. Number three, I'm going to take Florida. I think Florida's still in pretty solid shape after the run they made last year. It'll still be interesting to see what they do in goal. Bobrovsky had his moments, but he also had the moments where it looked like he was a little bit washed up. You know, it's not Columbus Bobrovsky anymore. He's not quite as good as he was. He's definitely past that. Yeah, he's definitely past his prime. And to me, the number four team, I'm going to take the Detroit Red Wings. I love their offseason. I thought the Red Wings offseason was one of the most underrated offseasons because it wasn't really talked about. The Detroit Red Wings roster has gotten significantly better. And I, and you pointed out the absence of Andre Vasilevsky, uh, I think I saw like 10 to 12 weeks. Two months so you're, so, Yeah, so you're looking at the new year at earliest and – who knows? What is he going to be when he comes back? And I'm not so sure that the Lightning are going to have enough, especially given the fact that unlike in the Western Conference, the Central might be able to benefit from the Pacific being a little bit weaker. The Atlantic Division is not going to say the same because when we get to the Metropolitan Division, we're going to talk about how strong a, a division it is. Oh, and so it probably is a 4-4 split in terms of each division getting one wildcard team into the postseason. But, I mean, you talk about the addition of uh, Alex DeBrinkett, JT Comfer, Robbie Fabry, David Perron. I really think that the Red Wings are, are back. It'll be cool for hockey to see the Red Wings back. Been weird, you know. We've grown up all our life, and they've been one of the most consistent teams every single year, making the postseason, making a few Stanley Cups. And I'm not going to go that far with the Stanley Cup, but you know, it, it's going to be good to see them back in the postseason. The Red Wings, I don't have them there yet. I'm still a little concerned with the move, especially with the JT Comper. They gave him five out of five. I felt a little too much, but we'll see what happened there. You're right with Tampa Bay. Can this team hold on? It's going to take a lot for them. This team's yeah. lost a lot. So I have them just squeaking in. But I could actually see the Sabres taking that bot. The Sabres last year had a very good season. They only missed the playoffs, I think, by seven to eight points. So they were not far off. The question I have for them is in net. They have two rookie yeah. goalies in Devin Levi and Yokopako, I think his name is. I apologize for the mispronunciation. So... That's where I have the Sabres, where I don't feel their goaltending can hold up. Montreal, I think it's really simple. This team's rebuilding. It's cool to watch the lights of guys like Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Kirby Dock, but they don't have enough. And then, like I said, with Boston, no Krejci, no Bergeron. I feel that is just too big of a loss in my mind for them to overcome. But I guess we're yeah. split here. So I got Toronto, yeah. Florida... Ottawa and Tampa making it, and you got Boston, Toronto, Florida, and Detroit making it. Yep. And, you know, to me, I don't trust Ottawa enough. I know that they've continued to make nice additions, but they acquired Debrinket a year ago thinking that they were going to take that next step. They failed miserably. They have had the whole ownership situation. I, to me, I'm not confident enough in Ottawa, and I just don't think that they're ready to take that next step. Now, Buffalo is a better argument, and the extension for Rasmus Dahlin, I think he got $11.5 million over eight years. Yeah. I think they could definitely make a run at the wild card, maybe even be kind of even with Tampa Bay, because like I said, 
I just don't know how long Tampa Bay can hold up in net without Vasilevsky. I don't think they're quite as good as they've been in recent years. So I think this is an opportunity to get Tampa while they're down. So I could see Buffalo trying to sneak in on a wild card, but I think it's going to be a little bit tough because the Eastern Conference, I think, is a little bit stronger. And I think we're in consensus. Montreal, they're in a rebuild mode. They're going to be, be very, very bad. Yeah, no, we'll definitely see there. Like, and this is a tough East division. That Atlantic is not what it was a few years ago, where you could beat up a lot of teams like Ottawa, like Buffalo, like Montreal, like Detroit. A lot of these teams have gotten better. They have very little room for error. Now, moving on to the Metro, I think the Metro, the top three, the clear. You got the Devils, the Rangers, and the Hurricanes making the playoff. The fourth spot, I got to go with the Penguins, even though they missed last year. Adding Eric Carlson might be enough to get them in the playoffs, but I don't know if they can go head-to-head with the likes of a Rangers team or a Devils team or even a Carolina team in a seven-game series. But those are my top four teams that I think are going to make it. What are your thoughts? Uh, I got to agree with you on the top three. Hell, just for bias, I'm going to say the Devils win the division. Um, <laughs> they have a good shot. But, but really, you can flip a coin between them and Carolina. I think the Rangers are a tier below that. I don't think they're quite as good as New Jersey or Carolina. They're still a veteran team. They're still a team with no cap space. They've lost and barely been able to add. So I think they've gotten worse. But they're still clear and above third team in that division. I'm going to take the Islanders over the Penguins. Just because of the fact that I think overall that age on Pittsburgh, I mean, granted, the Islanders are an older team too. You know, Lou Lamorella loves his veteran teams, but Pittsburgh is a very old team. And I just, I could see it falling apart like it did last year at the end of the year. You know, I, I just don't know that they have enough. I'd go Islanders four. The big difference between the Islanders and the Penguins, I would say the Islanders have an elite goalie where the Penguins, I was very shocked to see them bring back Tristan Jari for five years. He struggled mightily the last few years that time with his health. And if he can't stay healthy, that's going to be a question. And you're right, the Penguins are older. And I don't think that the depth to match any other team. If Crosby, Malcolm, Latang, or Carlson gets hurt for long term, they're going to struggle. Especially because they're going to potentially, they would be a wild card team. They're not going to make the top three. And you talk about them potentially going up against uh, Toronto or Boston, like I picked, or even New Jersey or Carolina the first round. There's there's, there's no chance that they could keep up at all. I mean, that has has sweep written all over it. And for me, the Islanders, they might not have the roster. You might look at it and say they might not have the roster to win a Stanley Cup, but they got the goaltender that could steal a Stanley Cup. You know, if Ilya Soroka gets hot like he can, the Islanders are a team you do not want to see in the postseason. That's a scary team in the postseason. No, 100% there. I I have Washington and the Islanders at 5-6. The Islanders, the question is going to be, what did the full year of Bo Horvat look like? I think it take them pressure off Barzell, but their winger depth, that's where my concern. The Capitals, they need a lot to go right for even them to get to that level where the Penguins, the Islanders, question and Darcy Camper in it after a subpar season last year. Can this veteran team go? They added some young players and Matthew Phillip, Connor Michael is going to get a chance. We'll see what happens there. Columbus, I think this team is really interesting because they went out, especially what happened with the Babcock situation, but they went out and got guys like Ivan Provorov, Damian Severson on defense. A lot of excitement with Adam Fontelli, but 
I just feel there's a couple of pieces off. And then Philadelphia, listen, that just team, that's not just going to be a fun team to watch. They are going to get pummeled with how the East is. Columbus and Philly are going to clearly bring up the rear. I'd probably go Pittsburgh 5, Washington 6. As- aside from Ovechkin, I just don't see enough in Washington. They need a um, lot of guys to step up. They need some unproven heroes. Some unproven yeah, heroes they, they really – they're, 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 one, they're one of those teams that everything has to go perfect, and then maybe we could talk about them sneaking into a wild card. But, I mean, everything has to go perfect. One thing goes wrong, this team's going to fall out of it. 100%. I agree with you there. So we're on a consistent with the top three. We got the Devils, Rangers, and Hurricanes making the playoffs. And then you got the Islanders in the final wild card. I got the Penguins in the final wild card. We will see what happened there. Justin, always a pleasure talking to my friend. I'm glad you were able to join me. Just want, before I let you go, I want to get your quick thought, your Stanley Cup final prediction. Who do you got? I'm going on a little bit of an edge here. I got the Edmonton Oilers, meaning the New York Rangers, in the final with the Oilers finally winning it with McDavid and title. If you have to give a guess for a cup preview and who's going to win, what are your thoughts? Do I go with my real thoughts or do I go with my heart? You know what? I'm going <laughs> with my heart. The Devils get revenge for 2012. They beat the Kings in six games. That's actually not a bad thought because the Devils are a, definitely, I would say, are a dark horse. They got a lot of potential, a lot of young pieces, and they have a lot of assets to bring in players that they have to. And the Kings, listen, if they can, the goaltending can stabilize, they might be able to take over. So we'll see what happens there. And the, the addition of Toffoli just makes that Devils top six just absolutely scary. I mean, I, I don't know how you man- I don't know how you choose to match up on either line. And, and they're a year more experienced with the Devils as well. After last year, upsetting the Rangers in what was really a tale of two series for the first yeah. two games, the final five in that series. And then, listen, Carolina, they got pummeled, but I think they learned a lot of lessons. The question is going to be who's going to be the starting goalie come playoff time for the right. Devils. Will it be Vanacek or will it be Akira Schmidt? Well, but I would say the Devils, they're in a good spot for the first time in a very long time. No, I felt good about the team last year. I definitely thought they were going to take a step forward. They overachieved what I possibly thought. But, yeah, I go into this season with leg- – uh, I think the Devils fans can go into the season with legit dreams of a Central Stanley Cup. I mean, they're on the short list of being in the top five of teams that could win a Stanley Cup in the National Hockey League. Definitely, it is possible. Their window is open. But we'll see what happens. The season's just around the corner. A lot of questions to come up. Thank you so much for joining me, Justin. As always, always a pleasure having you. We'll see how the season shape up, and we'll see this time how right we are or how wrong we are. Randy, it's always a pleasure.